Hey everyone. As you know, authenticity has become quite the buzzword in the past year, but especially around the past several months. But before the marketing team runs with authenticity in their efforts, it first needs to be part of the internal organization as a whole. Today we have Claudia Williams joining us from The Human Zone, and she is probably one of my closest mentors and friends. Um, she has helped me navigate the waters of growing Viscal as well as other parts of my professional career, and I couldn't be more excited to have her with us today. Here we go. Welcome to the Fork and Lens podcast, brought to you by Viscal. Claudia Williams spent more than a decade as an award-winning attorney, coaching leaders of organizations of all sizes through challenging workplace situations. Founder of The Human Zone, Claudia is a business coach, consultant, speaker, and workplace trainer, author, as well as Vistage Chair. Claudia helps leaders and companies solve problems and develop their people to face tomorrow's challenges. Claudia also developed Friendship, a model that encompasses key principles of friendship, mentorship, and leadership. When leveraged, you can drive collaboration, innovation, and connectivity, and you set a workplace culture on fire. Say that three times fast. Business is personal, and the friendship model shows leaders how to develop and leverage purposeful and meaningful relationships with their employees, customers, and clients. You can find our friendship TEDx talk on YouTube. Immediately prior to starting the Human Zone, Claudia served as the Associate General Counsel, Global HR, and Litigation for Hershey Company. She's an Athena International Leadership Award recipient and a Businesswoman of the Year nominee. She also received the PBA 2015 Special Achievement Award in recognition to her pro bono commitment to veterans and first responders. She was named as one of Central Penn Business Journal's 25 Women of Influence and named one of the top 100 women in business in Pennsylvania. Please help me welcome Claudia Williams. All right. So obviously you have kind of seen it all the wonderful, the good, the bad, the ugly in terms of what people look like within the workplace. And I think that's kind of key in all of this because authenticity comes in different forms, which I want you to kind of get into. But when it comes to marketing, it's become a buzzword. And from my perspective, it's not authentic to have an authentic brand that doesn't start within internally and within the organization. So how would you describe authenticity from your perspective? Authenticity is, in its simplest form, it's just real. And it's something that starts from the leader of the company. And it's how that person shows up every day. And so companies, you know, they do these funny things. <laughs> they have a lot of great words and they have great posters all throughout their workplaces. And they have, you know, from, as you know, they have great branding and they make beautiful posters and they hang them all over the place. And they use these great words that say, Oh, this is who we are. And when I look at it, I say, is it really? And, and, then I say, okay, well, if this is who you are, then show me. Right. And, right? And, and that's what their employees are saying too. And thanks to social media, their employees have a chance to say, 
no, it's not really who we are. And, and that's when their customers are going to say, well, what are their employees really saying about them? Mm -hmm. And so their words and their branding have to match what their employees are saying about them. And when that's not consistent, then it's not authentic. Right. Because when you think about branding, it's the collective experience of all of your customers, but it's also the collective experience of your employees because they can create as much user-generated content out there as your customers can. Exactly. And employees have a much more powerful voice today than they've ever had before. And so employees have as much impact on branding now as a great commercial or as a great video, or mm -hmm. as a great billboard, or whatever it is. And so it's more important than ever to make sure that a company's brand is consistent both internally and externally. So when it comes to, obviously, the authenticity starting at the top of the organization with the owner or the president, but how does that kind of trickle down in, especially as you get into these larger teams, you have every personality from the person who keeps someone at arm's length to make sure that they have that separation of professional and personal to the person who um, just kind of puts on a front and is not really who they are on a day-to-day -day basis, but you know, they have that kind of professional persona behind them. Then you also have the people that are so authentic and so transparent that they overshare and make everyone else in the room uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's about teaching people how to find the balance. And, and it's a daily thing. And so it's something that has to be talked about daily. It's something that has to be lived daily. And it's something that has to be reinforced daily. And it does start from the top, but it's this combination of top and bottom and coming together in the middle. And it, it, and it has to start from the owner, from the president, from the CEO. And once that person sets the expectation of this is who we are, but it starts with this is who I am, and so this is who we are. And then that person cascades it to the senior leadership team, and that person cascades it to the next level of leadership, and the next level, and the next level. And when they do that, it, the key is consistency. And so it's not just at the strategic planning session that they do at the beginning of each year or in anticipation of the beginning of each year, and then it sounds great, and they have this big rah-rah session, and they all walk away. It happens at every single meeting, every single team meeting, where they go back, and, and it doesn't have to be this big, long two-hour thing every single time, but for five minutes to reinforce a core value or to do something for a really short period of time that reinforces some key aspect of that, of a value or something that demonstrates a vulnerability and, and ties back to the company personality, because that's really what it's all about. And as long as they're doing that consistently, steadily, regularly, that's, that's where the reinforcement of it happens. And then it, then it just starts happening without people even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And that's, what, that's, how, that's how culture happens. And then it's, just, then it's just the norm. And it's no longer something that feels forced. It just becomes who they are. So how does an organization go about that whenever their culture maybe doesn't look like that currently? Culture change is something that takes a long time to happen. Mm -hmm. And so this is a this is a process and it can take 
a year can take two years for real change to happen. And the key is just not to give up and to accept that this isn't something that's going to happen overnight because behavior change takes a long time and people aren't going to trust it at first, particularly if it has been not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it starts with acknowledging that it hasn't been good and putting it out there that we're going to make a change. And these are the things we're going to do to make this change. And we need everyone to buy into this. And to get you to buy in, we want you to know these are the things we're going to do at the top. And if you don't see us doing it, call us out on it. And so these are the promises we're making to you. These are the promises we're making to each other. This is how we're going to do it. Just put it out there mm-hmm. and, and have everyone play a part in it and make sure everyone is really clear on what the part is they're playing. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to start somewhere. Right. And I think, you know, I think of um, Zappos because they're kind of this, they've been put on a pedestal when it comes to corporate culture, right? Yep. And their employees live out their values and those values are then communicated to the customer. But if they didn't reinforce those internally, they would never get to the customer base the way that they have in the past what, five years. So um, obviously this relates to the external image and the brand and the marketing efforts that go along with that. Yep. And uh, can we be okay with saying when we make mistakes, please? Yeah. And everybody say we made a mistake, say what the mistake was, say that we're sorry, mm-hmm. say we might, make, we might actually make that mistake again because we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and just put it out there. Mm-hmm. This, for some reason, we don't like to acknowledge when we make mistakes, uh, but I'm pretty sure everyone makes them. And employees really appreciate when leaders acknowledge the mistakes they make, and customers really appreciate when companies acknowledge the mistakes they make. And that's what drives loyalty. It is. It develops trust. I mean, if you're not being transparent and authentic in that, then, and you're constantly just kind of, you know, pushing blame here, pushing blame there, who's going to trust you? Exactly. And, and trust builds respect and respect drives the loyalty. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a cycle that keeps building on itself, stacking up like a staircase over and over again. And it, and when you get knocked down a step or two, it's okay because you've built some leverage. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're starting from the bottom, if you don't have any of those things, all you're doing is digging, digging a deeper hole. So you've become known for your friendship model. How does that kind of fit into this picture? Well, um, friendship relies on pillars of friendship, mentorship, and leadership. It's all about trust, respect, and loyalty, and building on those things. Leveraging communication is a key um, for leaders to be vulnerable and having high levels of self-awareness. Uh, to hold themselves accountable, to hold the people around them accountable. These are all things that go into driving engagement within companies to, to treat information as something to be shared rather than 
using information as a currency to be traded for self-gain rather than for the greater good within an organization. And, and I know many people who've worked in places where we hold information close and wait to use it <laughs> only when it's something that will propel us over someone else rather than knowing that you know the, the things that we can do to build each other up really help us all go farther faster rather than going alone on a journey um, these are the things in a company you can tell where everyone is working together toward common goals rather than alone to try to reach the top and when everyone's working together yes there are still people who will get promoted there are still people who will be great individual contributors but we cheer on each other's successes and celebrate people for what they bring to the table mm-hmm. And there's no second guessing. Everyone's in it for the greater good. We've seen some of that in the wake of the coronavirus and organizations where people rallied to create uh, PPE in companies that never made PPE before. We, we see people come together for good causes and we see what it does for the brand of the company. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good that comes from people trusting each other, people working together. It propels organizations to new places and that it, it, it propels their brands mm-hmm. in the public eye too. It does. I think, you know, we think of a lot of the companies that have been extremely successful in the past three months um, with the coronavirus and the economy. And I think the ones that have excelled the most are the ones that have strong cultures. It has nothing to do with finances. It's the people who are able to rally together as a team and push forward together all in one direction with the shared common good in you know, in mind, um, even those who have pivoted from, you know, one product to another, like I'll take Ford as an example, you know, they've reached out to GE, they've reached out to others in order to help with production of ventilator systems and other items that were needed during the crisis. And it's because they all had the common good in mind. They did the same exact thing back in World War II when they were built, helping build tanks for the war. You know, they all said, okay, this is the part that we can do and we're all going to move forward together and we're going to bring in the partners that we need in order to have the knowledge that we need in order to, you know, make those things happen. So um, I think this serves not just in internal and brand and marketing, but also when we're looking for people to collaborate with and partner with in business, are those people, people that are authentic in what they're doing and with their own internal teams? And are they going to be able to have those transparent conversations with you? Yeah, people can smell fake a mile away. They can. <laughs> right? They can smell it. They can see it. And they want nothing to do with it anymore. We've had enough. And Mm -hmm. they don't want to work for fake. They don't want to spend money on fake. 
they're not going to invest their time and energy in fake anymore. Mm-hmm. And thanks to online customer reviews and thanks to websites like Glassdoor where employees can go on and post reviews. And I'm not saying that all of the reviews are true, but I'm saying there's enough information out there where if companies aren't monitoring the information and timely responding to information and staying on top of things, there's enough information out there now and consumers are savvy and job candidates are savvy. We will invest our time in searching and making sure that we're spending our job searches looking for the right places and we're spending our dollars in the right places. Mm-hmm. You know, you just brought up a really interesting point because you often think about marketing teams working with sales and other departments and merchandising, especially in food and beverage industries, but you don't necessarily think about them working hand in hand with HR and what are the efforts that they're putting into showing off employees, but also the efforts that they're taking in order to, you know, kind of provide positive feedback to the negative feedback on sites like Glassdoor and, you know, Indeed and all those different sites. So how, how would you recommend an HR department do that given your background? I think it's really important for an HR team to either have a partner within a communications department. So marketing and communications um, should be working really closely with HR, or depending on the size of the organization, or depending on the size of the organization, have a dedicated communications person working with HR. Mm-hmm. If the organization is much is much smaller, it would be great if HR has a team member dedicated to internal employee communications. Mm -hmm. And this is part of an overall larger HR strategy. And so that person is focused not only on the internal, but the external communication side for the company that's targeted at working with leaders on on, um, part of an overall culture campaign strategy for the company. And so that person can manage the social media uh, responses and keeping a finger on the pulse of what people are saying outside of the company on social media sites, but also having a really good uh, campaign for keeping leaders in touch with employees internally, Mm -hmm. newsletters, email campaigns, videos, keeping in touch with people where they are. Some people, I know there are some employees who still don't have access to email or internet. And so we still need to send written messages to people. And then there are some employees who are, who are nowhere but TikTok. So we need, to be, <laughs> we need to be meeting employees where they are and yes. keeping up with them where they are. So it's really more important than ever to make sure we have a good targeted communication plan. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we're getting to that point with younger generations that they're not on Facebook, they're not on Twitter, they're on Instagram and TikTok. And sometimes they're not even on Instagram, they're just on TikTok. And TikTok has almost become this platform that is known for profanities and 
for lack of a better term right now, silliness. And, yes. You know, and how do you embrace that, especially from an HR perspective, because that's not necessarily what you think of when you think of buttoned up HR people. <laughs> yeah. So you can play the game. You don't have to play their game. The game. Exactly. Right? So it's about having a presence. You can do the fun dances. You can be silly. So just about having a presence so that when they go to search you, they can find you there. Or you can send a message and you can say, hey, we're there. And they can follow you. So play the game, but you don't necessarily have to play their game. Just right. be where they are. Yeah. No, it's interesting for sure. And, um, you know, I think TikTok is one of those platforms that has definitely gained some traction in the past several weeks and months and um, something that I know our marketing clients have been taking a peek at of what's the strategy behind this and how do we uh, produce content for this that is relevant, but doesn't take us away from our core values as a company. Because a lot of companies aren't, you know, slapstick, funny, prankster you know, profanity kind of companies, they want to make sure that they're still a little buttoned up. And um, I think there's a balancing act there for sure. Mm -hmm. If there's a way to highlight a brand, find, find a way, uh, but it's not to say that TikTok is for everyone. So yes. just because, just because there is a social media channel, it doesn't mean you have to be there, right? You're the, you're the, you're that expert. So right. Just because, just because there's a channel, it doesn't mean you have to be there. Right. So when it comes to authenticity, what would you say are your big three takeaways for someone listening today? Don't be someone you aren't. I mean, the, the biggest thing about being authentic is being true to yourself. Stay true to your values. Don't pretend to be someone you aren't. Because like I said, people can smell fake a mile away. And particularly if you're out there on social media, people should feel like when they meet you in person, you're the same person. They should feel like when they meet you in real life or on video in a Zoom chat, that they already know you. And that they aren't meeting you for the first time. And so however you talk, however you speak, type, write, show up the same way. Your employees should feel like that about you at work too. Send emails. Use your voice the same way you would when you're speaking in a video, when you're typing an email. Be the real you all the time. Now, in doing that, if there are pieces of you you need to work on, then be real about that too and acknowledge the things you need to improve and be open and real about that too and work on those things and get an accountability partner and ask your accountability partner for help in working on those things. Um, can I say about that? I think those are the biggest things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, um, I always think back to interviews and the fact that whenever 
one of the most commonly asked interview questions, and it's probably a little bit outdated at this point, is what are some of your weaknesses? And you always try to spin your weaknesses into positives when you're mm-hmm. interviewing. And um, I remember sitting at um, a professional development session, and there was someone there who literally stripped away a resume and, you know, translated what was on their resume, all the positives and said, this is what really happened, like in college or in this job or that job. And they were just super authentic about it. And then they turned it around and they made their board do it because this was a CEO of a company. And um, the board was like, what do you mean you want us to do this? But they did it. And it just, it created this stronger camaraderie and trust within the group because they were all able to say like, yeah, I completed this course in college, but I barely passed it. Or, you know, I did this job, but I didn't meet my sales numbers, even though I did all these other sales things. Um, and so it's, it's interesting because you're constantly trying to put your best foot forward, but at the same time in doing so, are you kind of going to that gray area of, is this really the truth? Yeah. I love the reverse resume. Yes. (laughs) I love telling the story of these are all of the things that I barely skated by and, uh, basically flopped at. I love the reverse resume. Um, you know, and the thing I'll say that I think might be one of my most personally important mantras is mistakes don't define us at all. What defines us is what we do in the wake of our mistakes. And it's the people who acknowledge the mistake, learn from the mistake, and truly do something differently in the wake of the mistake, who are the people I look up to the most. The people who fail to acknowledge the mistake, defend to their death, the wrong act that they did, and just go the complete opposite direction of what I would expect from someone Mm -hmm. who did something wrong, that's when I lose respect. And that's that's when I start uh, writing people off. I mean, that to me is the character defining moment. It's, it's not the mistake. The mistake is not what defines someone for me. It's what they do in the wake of the mistake. That's, that's where I really look at someone and say, who are you? And that to me is the marker of authenticity. Yeah, for sure. Well, great. That was a great conversation. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's always great to be with you. Yes, it is. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Follow Claudia on Instagram at friendhership. Queen, F-R-I-E-N-T-O-R, or Facebook and LinkedIn under Claudia Williams. Also feel free to check out her TEDx talk on YouTube or her website at humanzonebiz.com. 
Every meal is better shared. Feel free to share Fork and Lens with your team, colleagues, and friends. If you enjoyed today's message, please hit that subscribe button to get weekly access to new recipes for creative and marketing success. You can also check us out on Instagram and our website, forkandlens.com or visco.co. Until next time.